welcome to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Daryl. And we are here for another Sunday Funday recording. Yes. In our soft, warm onesies. Yes. It's been a bit cold in Minnesota. Got down to four last night. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for good sleeping weather. Yes. It's not good for waking up weather. No. That's a cold morning in the bathroom before you jump in the shower. Also, just the urge to hibernate is real. It is. I'd love to do that. Yeah, I saw a post on Instagram from, I think, someone you went to college with. She makes really great illustrations and, like... Sophie? Yeah. Oh. Um, Something about, like, humans are just like other animals. Like, in winter, the default for us as mammals is to, like, slow down. But the holidays, we're basically torturing our bodies by... uh, going all the time i thought we had something where like our desire for sugars and fats which is normally high like gets even higher preparing for the winter hmm. do you think the holidays hmm. would be helpful for that but it's sort of in the middle of winter like yeah. our desires should be around halloween which now that makes sense oh yeah candy to prepare for it rather yes. than like start preparing while you're in the middle of it right um we've seen our dear friends out back yes nibbling finding what they can the ones that are still here i know when we had a fawn that was sick and passed away yes it was very sad very thought it was just sleeping yep it was not um but we sort of get to know our wildlife here like we know that we have a doe and her two fawns and we saw them all summer and the fawns were so cute and you would think they would eat everything but they did not eat the weeds yeah like no mo may i was really hoping that help me out and they did not at all no i suppose that makes sense for prairie plants to not be as deer friendly mm. so they can survive yeah and what else is going on you've been reading more generation x i really like generation x the art is spotty. interesting spotty I like i like skin i like jonathan yeah I like Paige. So you're excited for this rumored Chamber action figure that yeah. they'll be releasing? And now, like, thinking back when Chamber showed up in one or two Legion of X issues, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's fun. And sort of makes sense why he'd be in the astral plane with his font of psionic energy. Yes. And Generation X is going to be sort of our launch of something I'm calling Extras for the podcast. <laughs> Where it is you or me with other people reviewing different issues of things Mm. that are not X Factor. Just like fun things that maybe we want to talk about. So there's going to be one of those later on this month for our first one. I've been trying to figure out how to like cover some trash 90s Fantastic Four. And I don't want to start another podcast. And I'm like, you know, I think I'll just call it Extras. And... It should just be on bonus episode or something. Yes. A little something, something. Yes, because I've been trying to finagle Flink into talking about Sue Storm's four-shaped boob window in the 90s. And such, such a... It's trash. I, and I probably shouldn't... The way I described what I liked way back in the day in Chicago when I was trying to find different comic series is I said, I like the 80s and 90s trash. And... <laughs> And I think the owner took mild offense to that when I was then describing like, oh, like West Coast Avengers. (laughs) 
which is trash. But you do have a full set of West Coast Avengers. Yes, I have the full run of that and Alpha Flight, which also some of those issues are straight up trash. So um, you have your Advent punch box. Yes, there we've got. So I days. I prepared a punch box for Philip for Advent. So each day you punch out a different cell in this box that I had to construct. And I filled it with really cheap raggedy comics that I already had that you would find in like a 50 cent bin. Yes. So we have a Spider-Woman, a Sensational She-Hulk, and the Uncanny X-Men with Wolverine about to stab a child. Yes, that's him with Power Pack. And Power Pack are the other small children. They're all the children. Yes. Yes. Um, So it's nothing is sequential. Nothing is themed. It is just random fun issues to sort of compel you just like read this one issue fun fact in my awkward interaction of the week moment there was talking to someone i'm connected to at work and uh, describing like the weird sounds like we say like is it toad from mario party or is it the nephew mm. and like i normally don't like small children but i do like him and this i said this to someone who very recently has had a small child oh so <laughs> sorry leave your children away from me I just i just don't have the, the patience i don't have the patience the chaos and yeah the goober like i just rubbed your face a second ago where is this stream of stickiness coming from yeah yeah when people are like so do you want to have kids and i'm like absolutely not i don't i don't have the patience for that like all you parents out there kudos yeah um but i i would get annoyed very easily i get annoyed at the bunnies I know we have the bun buns are enough. Yes, they are our children. <laughs> Boy, do they act like it. No, stop grunting at Esta. <laughs> spray, spray, spray. I know. The uh, water bottle is not really helping. No. That aggressive behavior. Nora just, she'll get sprayed right in the face, just like a spritz. And she's like, thanks, that's refreshing. I'm going to be aggressive still. <laughs> Cat people, does does the spray bottle actually work with getting the cats off tables? Let us know in the comments. <laughs> we have questions. Yeah. But they are happily upstairs munching on twigs. Yes, they got clean houses, but it was a bit traumatic getting them to their separate areas. So to bribe them, we give them their apple twigs. Yes. Or, or a metal loop. They have some fresh ones from your dad. Yes. He just cut some. Like, they're still, like, moist on the inside. They're that fresh. Yeah, well, they also got rained on. Oh. And then frozen. And then snowed on. And, the, and we had a harrowing journey yeah. to get back up here after doing St. Nick with my family. Yes. It was icy for like half the drive. And then it was just super windy, like 40 mile an hour winds. Yeah. And then you're like, am I sliding because of ice? Am I sliding because of wind? I just can't. I yeah. cannot bring myself to go 50. I felt my tires lose traction a couple times. Okay. So I was justified in not trusting it when the roads were like, we look somewhat better. Yes. Because once the temperature gets around like 15, salt mm-hmm. stops working. Like it's just too cold. Yeah. For there's a whole science of it. And colligative properties. I'm really happy that in Minnesota, our Department of Natural Resources, I think, is pushing out a campaign on salt. I've seen reports yes. on the news. They do instructional things that I might do at work. Uh, you want to do not, you don't want to salt the earth because the salt doesn't go anywhere. The like, salt, salt does not break down people. In case you don't know, as a pollutant, 
it is always there. The only way you can get rid of salt is just like in science class, like ninth grade, you have to evaporate all of the water away and you're left with salt crystals, then you can dispose of them. But that's this, not, that doesn't work for rivers. So, right. So like, and we're near the headwaters of one of the largest rivers. Yeah. So um, there's been a lot of campaigns to be like, only use a small amount of, of salt when you need it. Otherwise use sand. Yep. Um, we don't use salt at all here yeah at the house we use sand very and very sparingly too yeah we i get out there and i clear as soon as i can and it's hard because in the spring um it'll melt during the day and all the sand will sink and then it'll freeze at night and then you have to sand it again the next morning yep so we've got it i don't mind the sand accumulating in the lawn but then salt just is not two good things and salt is literally like two atoms like you can't like you said you can't break that down yeah so that's your educational moment everyone or more atoms actually fun fact the ice melting properties grow the more atoms you put on so like a phosphate mm. that has many more ions attached to one unit yep does a lot more than like table salt which only has two mm. so um, our sad news of the week, Peter David is in the hospital. Yes. Our fearless writer of this book we love so much um, had at least one stroke and one heart attack at home last week. So there is a GoFundMe. I shared that on our Instagram page. Um, it sounds like he's headed into surgery in the next couple days. So I hope that he heals up. Um, Wishing him a speedy recovery. Yes, his wife... I donated for our podcast and wrote about how much we enjoy his work. And she actually like reached out and thanked us via message and said, like, this is what he's working on. So it's Peter David. He always has something cooking. He's a great creator. Um, and even has a whole thing like the the synopsis in the front of this issue is more about his family than it is about the goings on in X Factor. Yes. So um, we wish him a quick recovery so we can enjoy even more of what he puts out there i've been reading his captain marvel stuff from 1999 recently and it's so much fun i'm going to make you read it at some point <laughs> um because you'll enjoy it too like he's just such a good writer yeah and he's uh, he's written star trek novels oh which i don't know if i have any i need to check my star trek novels to see if any of them are peter david yeah i feel like at mine i don't i don't have that many but i should check that out yeah all right, this issue that we're going to discuss, it's issue 32. We're in August of 2008. Are you ready for our pop culture pop-up? Um, yes, but we should make a note that a friend of the podcast, Laura. Yes. Excellent friend and human being. Yes. Um, uh, has a small child. Yes. We will interact with him. We appreciate all the small child. Yes. We won't. We're not going to throw out names here. Yes. They need to be anonymous. Yes. The but... small child... It is so fun. He's cool with us. You're welcome, Laura. <laughs> and when she um, she made a note that May 2008 pop culture pop up, um, she like us graduated from college that year, and except right after she graduated, she had to go underground because there was a tornado. Welcome to that Midwest life. Yeah. So. Yeah, May. It seems early for tornado season. It does, but maybe for Iowa, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, going hitting underground. And when she first sent that, I was like, when did she become a spy? Like she has to flee underground. Mm. Or her writing is just so provocative, it's banned. And that'd be fun too. Yes. 
um, Laura, who also uh, copy edited edited my book. And she was on an episode of the podcast when we were a Wheel of Time podcast. Yes, that was last December. Yeah, that was fun. Yes. We had some gin drinks. Yeah, we just hung out and chatted. Um, Oh, another, before we get to the pop culture pop-up, I'm not inserting the sound effect a second time. Sorry, people. (laughs) Um, I also, when I was diving, did I talk about this last week? How I found 25 cent issues? Yeah, I think I did. I think you did. I gave them to Christian, your brother-in-law, and I counted there were 54 issues that I found. Nice. And that's that's a decent chunk of this run. So hopefully in between feedings and chasing a small child around. Who now has a shovel. And he's dear so, listeners, he loved that shovel. Wow. He got that shovel for St. Nick's and he immediately started shoveling yes. anything, including feet. Especially feet. So... Um, hopefully Christian can enjoy issues. It's not a complete run. I'm like, but Peter David does a great explanation of things at the front yes. of the book to like catch you up to speed. Which we will get to shortly yes. after the pop culture pop-up. The Summer Olympics happened in Beijing. Oh. I don't I didn't watch them. No, but I do remember reading articles about smog issues and how that was mm. affecting athletes potentially. It did not affect Michael Phelps, who completed his perfect Olympic run winning gold in all eight of his events. Wow. Yeah. Michael Phelps was a powerhouse. I remember watching Sydney right after high school, like going into college that August. Oh. But I did not watch Beijing. I was, what was I doing? I think I was in grad school and in training. I was not in, I'm not that into Olympics. I think we used to watch them growing mm-hmm. up and then we'd make like the, in the frozen juice section, there would be the, daiquiris and the pina coladas would make like a picture of the pina colada mix Mm -hmm. which is less water than a regular orange juice and then we'd drink that and watch the olympics growing up oh fun but that other than that like i don't seek it out yeah i like winter olympics more i like having those on in the background yeah but it's so hard when it's not in your own time zone people around the world you feel our pain uh when you have to avoid spoilers or then you tune in for us. I think NBC still has the rights to it. And then it's a truncated version. So it's like, here's this one event. It's the butterfly. And then we're going to go to something else. And I'm like, I want to watch dressage because give me the trash Olympic <laughs> events. Like, I don't care about like hockey. Well, maybe a little bit, but I care more about the biathlon where you ski and shoot because that's fucking weird. <laughs> I would be more into curling. Yeah, which curling is now in the mainstream broadcasts. I think because, I don't know why. Team USA, Team Schuster. Oh. I was, gonna, I was hoping it was the ridiculous outfits. Oh. Um, because that's what would get me to watch it. And it's like bocce mm. in the summer. Yeah. But on ice. It's a curling club. There's a lot of curling clubs in Minnesota. Yeah, they Because of the Olympics, it made it super popular. Yeah. Well, it's in, historically been popular here. Like, Minnesota is well represented in the Olympic curling yeah. teams. Um, Ellen and Portia got married. Oh. Lesbian wedding. Nice. But Ellen, I've not heard great things about her. In, like, she didn't treat her crew very nicely, I think, on her show. Oh. I don't know. And they're still together, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Portia is wonderful in Arrested Development. And, oh, there was another show. Like, that, a similar character to that, though. Mm. 
can't remember what it was. I don't think it was Better Off Ted, but it might have been. Oh. August 2008 is when Barack Obama announced Joe Biden was his pick for vice president. And all the ice cream memes. We love ice cream. I love ice cream. Oh, there was also a Republican announcement. Sarah Palin. Oh, that's right. Fucker. Some say that launched part of the yes. Tea Party movement. It did. And it also started the whole, like, you can just be dumb and make shit up and it's fine. Like, she was the start of, like, I can see Russia from my house. Sarah Palin ran so Marjorie Taylor Greene could run. Oh, that feels gross to say. Yeah, they can fuck off. Um, People, the magazine, not people as society. Stars are just like us. They breathe oxygen. They need to go grocery shopping. Did you know that? Oh, my gosh. People reportedly paid $14 million for the first photos of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's twins, Vivian and Knox. That's creepy. $14 million, which I think would have been through Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Like, they... For like, little raisins. They cracked, like, cracked the deal? I don't know. They did something with the deal, some adjective, verb thing. They made the deal. So they got $14 million for pictures of their kids, which, honestly, I'd rather do that than have some paparazzi take it and get a bunch of money for photos that I'm not getting paid for. That's true. Give me a studio with some soft lighting. You can take my picture for $14 million, people. And Good luck getting the Bun Bun pictures. (laughs) Um, Oh, I don't like this. The song of the moment is Disturbia by Rihanna. Oh. Who recently just released like her first song in like six years or something. Yeah. On the Black Panther soundtrack. Even I heard that, which is culture and i are not really friends yeah and um i still have to see black panther but like i said to you last night i would rather cry at home so you know it's gonna be streaming within like a month yes things go quickly now they really have yeah it was either eternals or shan chi that it was just like oh that was fast yeah eternals i think fine it came out in theaters it wasn't a dual release. They only did that with Black Widow, and then they got sued the fuck out of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson is like, you're not giving me the money that I'm owed. Yeah. Per my contract. And then I think they stopped it right away. And they're like, oh, just kidding. Uh, Shang-Chi is only in theaters. Huh. Which at that point in the pandemic and Eternals, because Eternals was in the theater when we went out to Washington, D.C., and we debated going. Oh, that's true. And then right after that, like Omicron hit, like the next week after we got back. And it's like, well, we're just going to wait until it's on Disney+. And it was a perfectly fine viewing experience in your living room. Yes. Um, And that's it. That's August 2008. So uh, where did we leave off? What did Peter David write us? Good news, bad news. The good news is that X-Factor has survived Arcade's assassination attempt. The bad news is Mutant Town hasn't, as the majority of the real estate has been blown to smithereens. Now Val Cooper and various emergency teams are moving in to do damage control because at the end of last issue, Richter threw a chair at the computer and pounded the keyboard, and that caused the system to overload. The fiery net of death went away, and emergency crews moved in. But wait, there's more. In other news, Peter's 16-year-old daughter Ariel just went to her junior prom and looked smashing in a blue gown. She brought her date, a small rubber duck in a tuxedo. 
and Ariel's sister Caroline, aged five, has developed an expanding vocabulary. The other day, Peter was driving somewhere with Caroline in the back seat, and a guy cut him off, slamming on the brakes. Peter yelled, son of a, exclamation point, and then caught himself before completing the sentence. Caroline in the back seat happily supplied the missing word. Mm-hmm. I mean, get her on a game show. Yeah. Uh, quickly, Peter said, Caroline, you can't say that word. She, I can't, she said. No, he said. She replied with a disappointment, <laughs> with disappointment. Damn it. Yeah, that father of the year award slipping away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's so, a fun anecdote. so this is the immediate follow. This issue starts right where last issue left off. It really does because Madrox is getting Mr. Nathan to emergency services. They at least are on street level. Mm. There's no more pyramid of dupes. Yes. They did, they did hurry that along. They did. And in these panels of fiery destruction, we get Madrox's text bubble saying, we had such good intentions, just wanted to help. Weren't even aspiring to make the world a better place, just our little piece of it there in Mutant Town. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. And Madrox gets a formal introduction because he calls Nathan Petrosky old fella. Oh. And he's like, this is my name. Um. <laughs> Mandrox says, I know a guy named Nathan. Is that sinister? It could be sinister oh, cable. or cable. Mm. Or technically strife. Or X-Man. Does X what happened? Yeah. I have X-Man questions, but that's for another podcast. Yeah. I yeah, I think maybe one of our extras will be an X-Man issue with Dayspring. <laughs> yeah. And he can explain anything you need to. He's the number one X-Man. Stan. Stan on the face of the earth. Yes. So um Nathan goes off on Shirley, wanted to move here. Um, so there wasn't anything for us here in Mutant Town. And they start this dialogue. Um, find out that Shirley had passed away. Oh. Well, we knew that. We knew that he was a it widower. Was, it was news to Madrox. Oh. So like, you you get that awkward, like, I'm sorry, and like, don't apologize. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. And there's um he has to create a dupe um to help curb some uh what's the word looting yes and also take nathan's other arm and there's some amazement you're a mutant with powers and the dupe is not helpful like why aren't you a budding holmes and they have a moment uh when they realize um as they're talking that Maddox has an M on his head. He's like, oh, did you get that out of pride for something? Yeah. And Maddox is like, wasn't exactly my choice. It was forced on me. And Nathan says, so was mine. And we find out that he was a, is a Holocaust survivor. Yeah. Um, and it leads to this sort of theme of never again. Can't trust. The government created these camps. You cannot trust them. So um, for Maddox having... The, his dupes memories of the future mm-hmm. it carries sort of extra weight yeah because he knows that there are cams coming yep in mutants future and so there's this theme of never again and nathan has a moment the dupe tries to crack a joke and <laughs> madrox prime is like absolutely not and he absorbs <laughs> him right away <laughs> and then we get bell cooper and the splash page exit strategy and it does, this splash page does not have the divided we stand 
Oh. Icon, even though the front cover does. Okay. I don't know where we are in terms of divide we stand or I how deep an, is it? or an event. It seems it is. I don't it's know. just a theme. I think it's just a theme. Unknown. Dear listener, if you have thoughts or yeah. info, the inside scoop, as it were. So this is emergency services responding to stuff. The cavalry is coming. Yep. As Madrox's text boxes say. And Val is there looking like a boss. She's got the trench coat. She's got the boots. Uh, and there's not even a sentinel, Madrox mm. says. He, he should be annoyed or flattered. He's not sure which. Um, but they run out. They get Mr. Petrovsky in the ambulance. And Val and Madrox settle in for a talk. Because Val is not going to let him go with Mr. Petrovsky. Mm-hmm. And Val is trying to rein in the situation. He's like, you don't want to be a fugitive. My team is right in the line. There's a line of people on mm-hmm. her team in between him and the ambulance. And there's some harsh words. So she says, where's the rest of your team? Maddox says, helping people. That's what we do. And she says, you mean when you're not getting them killed? Maddox says, that's not fair. She says, I know. Now tell me it's not accurate. I get a zoomed out panel. Mm. Like, I love it when they do those sort of zoom out panels to let it sink in. Mm-hmm. And Val opens on the next page with, I'm sorry. <laughs> Madrox says, oh, you're admitting you're wrong? And she's like, no, I know I'm right. I just said that to hurt your feelings and that was beneath me. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's spicy. I. I sort of like her. Yeah. So she takes Mandrox back to their building. And Mandrox has a Battlestar Galactica moment. So explain. Oh, so the new Battlestar Galactica, which is so, so good. There are sort of imaginary characters that show up. So for guys, Baltar, who I don't know if it's been 10 years, people. I can over 10 years, I can spoil this. Betrayed his government and the silence nuked all the planets. Yes. Um, so in the face of that crippling guilt, what he thinks is a figment of his imagination as the Cylon who he was cavorting with. Yes. But then cavorting slash sleeping with. Oh, yeah. And then her spine did the glowy thing. Yeah. But then when we get an episode about that specific number six, she sees a a figment of her imagination for Gaius Baltar. Mm. And maybe it was the guilt of having destroyed this entire species. So like the side conversations that they have with someone in real life and then also the imaginary Mm -hmm. person are so good and it continues to be so good throughout the entire series. And Madrox is having this moment with Layla. She's got her iconic striped stockings, her little monarch pendant, which Mm -hmm. is new. Very punk. She is very punk. Because he's having the thought bubble, who does she think he she is? Uh, talking about Val Cooper. And the th- text bubble mm-hmm. down below says, well, she probably thinks she's your old boss from back in the days when X Factor was a government-sponsored team. And maybe she thinks that she has your best interests at heart. And he's having a regular conversation. Ugh. And... She makes Layla even makes like the snarky comments like one of us, one of us, <laughs> uh, from the movie Freaks. 
which we find out later is what that's from. Mm-hmm. And he goes with Val. He says, fine, whatever. She says, you know, imaginary Layla says, later, Jamie. And he says, yeah, later. Like, it's just mm-hmm. interesting dialogue. So Layla is still a present character, even though she's not in this time. She's in 80 years in the future in a different timeline. Yep. So we go to X-Factor Investigations building. There's fires everywhere, and it is the only building left standing. So there are two buildings. It was the power plant where Arcade had his headquarters and X-Factor headquarters because he knew he couldn't get in to plant bombs. Yes. Or, and it might have also been, um, Jamie thinks, because Madrox, or because Arcade wanted the the irony of the team having a building while everything else is destroyed. Maybe. Maybe. Um, So Val goes in, anyone here, and she gets a gun in the face. She will take that as a yes. And we get Richter. Looking hunky. And his hair doesn't look as bad. Yeah. So props to the artist. Who is the artist? Let's look up this. Let's give this credit. Inkers, Drew Hennessy with Craig Young and Jeremy Cox with Chris Sotomayor for colorists. All right. We need to make this like not. It takes a village apparently to make (laughs) Richter look like a non-hot mess. Yes. And he's convinced that this Val Cooper is an android. Okay. Not a hair out of place amongst all the destruction around and the dead eyes. And Mandrox is like, she works for the government. And after a panel where he's still holding the gun, Richter lowers it and says, okay, that explains the eyes, but the hair is still creeping me out. (laughs) Some people can just like shellac their hair into place and I don't understand. There was a secretary at the college I had my internship at and her hair was in like this elaborate shapes and mm-hmm. designs and yeah, it looked like there was a lot of product. Kudos. Like the in, amount of time it must have taken. In high school when like gelled hair and everything was the rage. We're talking like early 2000s which is the bleed over from like the late 90s. So imagine like Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. and all that and like having the hair like come up as like a little cliff at the front think blink 182 Mm. that took so much time that i did it like for a couple weeks and i'm like i know and it's really impractical in the winter too because you can't wear hats yeah because it's going to crush your entire hairdo so it's like well i could be super cold and like have ears that hurt consistently or I can just say fuck it and not do my hair. I try too hard, which I feel like is everyone in high school. And one of my friends is just like, if you're going to put gel in, like you have to do such something, something different. Right? Like everyone had like tips and tricks. And I'm like, I just have this like gel container from got to be or whatever it is. And like you squirt it so sticky that like I didn't yeah. have a I didn't have a bathroom near my bedroom. So I had like a towel where I'd have to like wipe off the gel from my hands as I was getting ready in the mirror. Yeah. It was just not worth it. I eventually switched over to mousse, which was a little better. Yeah. I guess even now we have like fiber or pomade. Yes. my But like that's so much easier. Yeah. I think they make it a lot easier and hairstyles have evolved where you can just do like a little dab, run it through your damp hair. 
Yours always looks way better than mine. Oh, well, thanks. It's also due to like the hair product that someone gave a really good review for. Oh. Um, it's called Days of Dirt, and it's like $35 for one tube. But it lasts a long time? Yes, okay, it, it takes like a pea-sized dot for my entire hairdo. Oh. So. Well, dear listener, Daryl looks very cute with it. Yeah. Um, I'll post my Amazon affiliate link so you can order <laughs> it so I can get some credit. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. back to Richter and his good-looking hair and, and also Val, Val and her good-looking hair. She walks in and Strong Guy, everyone looks passed out. There's one of those like iPod speaker things. Mm. I didn't get an iPod until way late. So I don't. I got It's always one... weird seeing it in pop culture things because I'm like, oh, is this fashionable? I got an iPod, not the Nano, the Mini, I think it was. It's not the little square one. I got not the full sized big one. It was the slimmer one. Oh. I got that, I think, with like a tax refund junior year of college. And I tried plugging it in recently. Does not hold a charge, which is disappointing because I think I'd use it. No. Yeah. Um, so they look exhausted. They're living off of vibes right and now. The vibe coming from this iPod speaker thing is the Bad Day song that was all over the radio. Because you had Bad Dan- Day, you're taking one down, you sing a sad song just to turn it around. Daniel Powder. Oh, that was everywhere. It was. So Val comes in, Strong Guy says, what's up, Val? Got another job offer that you're going to take back? <laughs> and Val's like, as a matter of fact, I do have an offer. And like, Xbox is exhausted and snarky. Even Siren is in on it. Like, what sort? The kind you can't refuse. And this is where this issue pivots us. Like, this page is where we are going to know where we're going. Like, it, it is setting up everything. And Val sets the stage. The other teams are scattered. X-Factor is the one mutant team that is still together. Mm -hmm. It is such a target. You cannot keep operating in public. And the Monet off to the side is like, nice to see the continued racism of the government in action. And Val tries to defend that it's not racism or anti-mutant bias. And... Monet says, oh, so when are the Fantastic Four or Avengers getting this lecture? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so Val continues, my concerns, not with them, but it's with you, that the Fantastic Four and Avengers don't have to deal with the sort of anti-mutant hostility that is a part of your life. It's become all focused on you and the Middle East side, which she calls the Middle East side. She has, mm-hmm. no one is calling it Mutant Town anymore. Yeah that um, it's all focused on you and then one is prepared to protect you. So Man of Drugs is pointing out like, oh, you're holding up some fiasco with the X-Men on your resume, then you've lost it. And I think this is referencing when Sentinels were protecting the school. Maybe. From Messiah Complex, when they kept referencing that Sentinels were there to protect the mutants Mm -hmm. and then someone rewrote them and they attacked everyone and destroyed the school again. All the time. So Siren gets her to cut to the chase. And she says, X-Factor's presence on the Middle East side constitutes a clear and present danger, and that gives the government authority in this matter. You've got two options. Option one, split up and enter into a sort of witness protection program. 
you'll be given new identities and live the rest of your lives in peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. And Strong Guy's like, yeah, I don't really fit in anywhere. And Richter cracks, well, Mr. it worked for Mr. Incredible. Yeah. Which that was a good movie. That that was a surprisingly good movie I relate to as an adult. I didn't think I would. And then I I think it was one of those movies that they play on college campuses where it's right before the DVD comes out. Like it's in the oh. college theater where it's like second run, basically. Yeah. And I was like, it's I enough think... of a draw to get students to show up, but the yeah. rights are somewhat less expensive. Yes. And I was like, I think I actually like The Incredibles. And like he is hunky. Oh. Mr. Incredible can get it. Oh. I just like the designer. He's just like, I made all these things. Yes. For your whole family. I'm, I was on a roll. Anyway, the alternative. Um, Madrox guesses it. We join the initiative. <laughs> and she said, yeah, for the special jobs that only people with your talents could handle. Monet is not interested at all. Mm-hmm. Val makes a reference to her... Monet's daddy cleaning things up over in France and greasing palms. Also, Monet is drawn super white. Yeah. This coloring is off. It really is. She looks Caucasian and she is not Caucasian. Uh, art did well with Richter, not with Monet. Yeah. And this is the colorists. It's not inking because the inks still look good. It's just. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like the hair, the faces. Yeah. Like the amount of dirt that is covering X Factor, each member of X Factor right now. And yet Monet's pearly white. Yes. Yeah. Which it's is, a, which it's is a, not the first time we've had this oh, issue. It's a problem throughout Monet's publication history. Which there, is weird because Gen X seems like I'm early in Gen X, yeah. but they seem to be better about it. They are. Um, but since then, even up to X Corp, like they had to recolor one of the issues because it, they made Monet look super caucasian yeah uh, but they correct they color corrected the entire page so everything looks off except for her it was such a mess like oh. a year ago oh do i remember that from x i don't know if i remember that from x corp i did sort of like x corp though i think i heard that on house of x oh. i think dylan and regina nice props to them yeah took a deep dive but yes monet it's like they don't have the house standard Oh yeah, for designs for her. Which, it's twenty twenty two people. I know. Like, why is it? I'm not. Oh, that's not true. This was two thousand eight. But still, like, there were still handbooks and everything. Like, you have reference materials. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, um, Val- Monet gets insulted by Val. Yeah, and Val sort of goes off. A generation from now, no one's going to remember that this area used to be called Mutant Town. It'll be as extinct as well. <laughs> Jimmy adds mutants to drive that point home. And Val tries to cover it up. Like, I was going to say dodos. And Imaginary Layla shows up. One of us. One of us. And Jamie says, not now. Which Val takes as, fine, you have 24 hours to make your decision. Sure. So a little bit later, they get cleaned up. Madrox is in the hospital looking for Mr. Petrovsky and finds out he had passed away. In the ambulance? In the ambulance. He didn't make it to the hospital. And Jamie gives his name as Madrox and it's like, oh, is that what the M stands for? (laughs) Jamie's like, no, it stands for mutant. And the nurse receptionist is like, oh, well, that's, um, oh. (laughs) And as Jamie walks out, he's like, yeah, oh. Yeah. And then we get the the ad for Metal Gear Solid 
with the hunk in a harness. Oh, I don't even know what that game is really about. Me neither. I mean, not to step on uh, the ad alert. Chandler yes. and Chris's toes. Yeah. Um, X-Reads doing their ad alerts. Yes. We dabble. <laughs> Hunks and harnesses are worth mentioning. Yes. And so Maddox is sat on the sidewalk and imaginary Layla comes back. Sits down next to him. Yep. Having a little combo. And she points out it wasn't who he was. It was what he went through, what you went through. And Madrox fills in what you are currently still going through. And imagine Layla says, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Um, and he says, how can I not? Which is fair. Yeah. And she says, because you've got stuff that isn't on your imagination to worry about. And... He's like, oh, yeah, this deal with Val. And Metro Layla points out, well, that and Siren is pregnant with your baby. And I love it when imaginary characters give the person that like, insight. Yeah. Yep. But like, clearly that person knows that they've just been like avoiding it. He's yeah. straight up been not acknowledging it. And All was it last issue or the issue before where they were so close? Issue before. And Monet pointed out the Three's Company reference. Yes. So, yeah. And he puts his head in his hands like, oh my God, I think you're right. And she's like, of course I'm right. <laughs> so then the whole team comes over and they're like, how's the old guy? And he says that he died last night. Mm-hmm. His name was Nathan. Maybe we can name our baby Nathan. And Siren starts to go off like, I don't know. I think of Nathan. It reminds me of. And then everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Strong guy says what? Siren says, you know I'm pregnant. <laughs> Richter is like, with a baby? <laughs> and Moni is like, no genius with a sperm whale. And Siren's like, how did you figure it out? <laughs> Maddox says, I'm Jamie. I know stuff. And then Layla says, yes, but not the right stuff. Oh. As like Moni is floating above the crowd, as she does. I also love it when imaginary characters make allusions like that mm-hmm. to what sort of foreshadowing could be happening. And the team is happy and together and they go on a long walk. They talk things out. The text bubbles say that it feels like they're friends for the first time, maybe in a longer time. Talk about the past, talk about the future. It finally gets the team to a good place and we have not seen the team all together. No, not like this. Ever? I feel like there was a early on. Maybe in the single number issues, there was like it's been a hot while. A long time. It since he slept with Monet Teresa and, and Monet. Yeah. So like Ben Franklin said, if we don't hang together, we'll all hang separately. We deserve better than that. Our baby deserves better than that. And so the next day, Val shows up at the building. She's like knock knock bitches. <laughs> with a squad of people with guns behind her. Knock, knock. Bang, bang. And she finds a computer that's on and is recording from Madrox. And is like, we pre-recorded this. Don't bother answering back. <laughs> they took a vote. They decided to pass on both the generous offers. And Val's like, great. So now I'm going to have to hunt them down. And Madrox in the recording says, don't even think about hunting us down. We'll be one step ahead. And if you follow us, it'll end very badly. And as a countdown, 
And when it gets to one, it says never forget. And then their building explodes. Yeah. So no one inside. Everyone got out. Yeah, they knew. Val's like, uh, we got to take this seriously. Run. Get out of this building. Yes. There's two little panels, one of flames, one of flames in a barrel. And we cut to Detroit five months later. This is a big jump. Like reading this for the first time, I did not expect the series to jump five months ahead. Me neither. I thought it would be more immediate. And especially not within an issue. That's true. Like if it was a jump, I'd expect it like next issue. Where it starts out with the banner. Five months months later. later. Yes. But no, like right here in this very issue. So there's this woman goes to a doorbell or a buzzer. Yep. Because there's communication both ways. And she's looking for XF investigations. And when I got to that, I was like, I was so on board until that moment. Like, come on, people. <laughs> come on. It, you add an F to the investigations and think that no one will find you? Right. And this person used to be a mutant and she thinks someone's coming to kill her. And Siren opens the door and she's like, very pregnant. She is so prego. Like, doing the whole, like, hand underneath to support her tum-tum? Yes. (laughs) And Simon says, you're in the right place. We'll take it from here. And she's like, Guido, get Maddox on the phone. And Maddox is in a diner. I would go to this diner. It looks like it would have, like, really greasy basic breakfast stuff that Mm -hmm. I love. And Maddox's like, could I get the chat? And Val is there pinching his wrist. And she's like, let me pick it up. And unless you listen, you won't be picking up anything else again. No. And she explains, oh, you like, you pulled the permits to destroy the building that you owned. Like you did it. You didn't break any laws. <laughs> you just did it to show off how tough you are and scare me off. Except I don't scare Madrox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me put it this way that your film noir mind will understand. This is going to be the start of a beautiful relationship, which is a great way to end the issue. Yeah. It sets it up so much for what is coming next. Yeah. And that's where there, I don't think that there are dud issues of this series. No. But there are issues where you can tell things are getting set up. Last issue, perfect example, where, you know, Mutant Town was on fire and... Uh, there were the team members just going off and doing like little one two page rescues yeah doing their superhero thing yes um but there wasn't plot advancement you knew that something was coming and this issue is is an example of peter david activating something like this is one of this is the next step this is in his plot he's like nope this is a story beat i was trying to get to it's yeah it sets it up, but in, not in a boring or like overly exposition sort of way. Right. I think because it did the time jump in the middle, mm-hmm. but it still wrapped things up and it kept its thematic moments mm-hmm. and beats all the way through it in a way that was good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Um, I forgot to mention at the top of the episode, I am a guest on Gray Malkin Lane's Patreon episode releasing on December 11th, all about the White Rabbit. To give it a listen. Yes. Um, the Patreon has tons of quality content. And it's like three bucks a month or something. Oh. I'm subscribed. Nice. It's um, a lot of fun. 
and myself and Sarah Century talk about the uh, crazy Spider-Man villain, White Rabbit, um, because obviously we like rabbits. Um, so it's something I pitched to Chad and we got together with Sarah because she owns rabbits as well as Lawfun. So um, next issue, we are going to see what's happening in Detroit. Yeah. What is this new life about and what is Val Cooper going to do? Is it the sort of thing where she gets Madrox to do things and he has to cover and be like, oh, no, we're not working for the government at all. Yep. And then that will eventually come out. Yep. Who knows? Who knows indeed. So catch us back here next episode and we'll find out together. Yes. Check us out on Instagram, X Factor Files Podcast. Leave us your thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Catch you later. Okay, bye. Bye.